Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Right, we're talking about the environment and how aware we are in Northern Ireland. About 75% of people in Northern Ireland are concerned about the environment. Within this region, uh, not enough are doing what they should be doing, however. Three quarters, three quarters of us may be concerned, but we're not doing as much as we should be doing. I want to speak to the Director of Campaigns with WWF, Fanny Calder. Fanny, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. What can we do in Northern Ireland this Christmas to ensure we take steps like Greta takes across the world <laughs> to to highlight the crisis that's looming? Well, this Christmas, the biggest thing on the environmental agenda is our Christmas election. Um, and the reason we've done the research that we've just done is we think that the next government needs to take the nature and climate crisis incredibly seriously. It needs to be a massive priority for them. We wanted to check whether the British public agreed, agreed with us. And we've been amazed. Not only do 75% of people in Belfast say they're concerned about the environment, what we also found is that it ranks more highly than Brexit for, for, for people, in, for voters in your area, which is extraordinary. We, didn't, we never thought that would happen. We thought this would be a Brexit election. But actually, the top concern across the country is the NHS and healthcare, which is totally understandable. But after that comes the environment. And I think that's really, really positive. So in terms of what people can do, uh, number one is use your vote. Find out what, what the different parties are saying about the environment. See what you think about that and then really take that into account when you're voting. Then, obviously, Christmas is the time of mass consumption. And one of the things we've got to change is the way that we consume. And I think Christmas is a time when we sort of start, have started to think about consumption as well and thinking, you know, what, what can we give that isn't going to be thrown away? What can, how can we wrap things in ways that are not just going to can go straight into the bin? Can we find, you know, there's lots and lots of different changes we can make. Can we find beautiful secondhand things to give to people? Does it always have to be new? Does it always have to be disposable? But really, as I say, the big story at this, this Christmas is going to be the election and that's where we want to point people's attention. Yeah, I, I don't want to go into the election too much because if I start to ask you the questions that are on the tip of my tongue and describe the attitude of the electorate here in Northern Ireland, you'll certainly get an understanding that most people here won't have the environment on their minds when it comes to putting an X on a page. They may have it as something to the fore when they're discussing or debating it around the tea table or talking to their children about it or f taking part in a, in a, in a phone-in on a radio programme. But here, we only see two colours and that's the way we vote. And there's no point in me go going into this in, a, in any greater detail than that because it'll turn into some sort of party election broadcast on behalf of maybe a party that's going to have one yeah. advantage over another. Could I, could I just... Could 
I just come in on that? Because I think that's absolutely right. And this isn't necessarily about changing the way you vote or changing your political affiliations. What it is, is about letting all parties know that this is a priority. This isn't, this shouldn't be, uh, we absolutely want people to be competing to do best on this because it's so important. We want parties to do that. But actually, all parties need to know that voters care. And, that, and, and actually, we've seen that nationally, and I don't know how this bears out in the local statistics, but 75% people are, are say, 75% of people are saying this is an electoral issue for them now. So I think that, and I know, and as I say, the elect, the, the we did was about the election so there's no question there are big political issues everywhere and no more so than in Belfast I'm super aware but the, the issue that over, that's really above everything is whether we're going to turn things around in the nature, nature and climate crisis that's what we think but I think it's increasingly what the public think so I just you know and people are getting at this time of year in the run up to election they're getting people knocking on their doors and saying who are you going to vote for and all of that and it doesn't matter who you're going to vote for it's worth letting the parties know that you care and that you want action on this yeah I, I, I totally I, yeah. agree Christmas is also let, let's talk about Christmas too totally up for that no but I'm, I'm, I'm with you Anna from hosting this phone in programme for the best part of about 12 years the environment 12 years ago was almost laughed at as some oddballs talk coming on to fill time whereas now the environment is a central plank of phone in radio because people are genuinely so concerned now the, the secret Santa there's a darn good idea isn't it I, I've got I've got let me see I mean, I usually buy for I think it's 14 people in a, in a wide family circle and for the last couple of years we've done secret Santa where you just buy for one of them and I don't know which one buys for me and the one that I buy for doesn't yeah. know who I've bought for it's it's a great idea and it saves 13 packages from being bought personally by, by me uh, it's an amazing save on, on wastage, it mightn't be great for the high street but it's, it definitely is good for the environment it is, and I think that there's, as I was saying earlier, I think there's lots of different ways you can think about what you give. Um, you know, one of the things we do, and this is, you know, this is a bit of a plug for us, but a lot of people like giving children at this time of year animal adoptions, you know, things, charitable donations that feel like a present. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that there are ways in which you can, as I say, you can go to a, an amazing charity shop or a second-hand shop or an antique shop and find something really precious that isn't new. There's all sorts of, and I think just less, but I think, yeah, the, the big challenge that we've got, we've got 10 years to solve the nature and climate crisis. Addressing consumption is a huge part of that. And I think working out how we can still feel that we're living our best lives and having a fantastic time and showing love to our families without giving them stuff that they don't really need or really want is just something, this is a mental shift we need to have. And I think, I think Secret Centre is a brilliant part of that. People are listening now like they didn't listen to you as a director of campaigns with WWF before. They may have cocked an ear, but they are now listening. That must be reassuring for you and other people involved in similar uh, initiatives. It's incredibly reassuring. It's also, it's both exciting and also there's a bit of me that is... Um, that's sad it didn't happen before. It's, you know, I've been working on these issues for 30 years. We knew 30 years ago how important this was. And the reality is now it's absolutely essential that the public, uh, uh, you know, that are with us and it's brilliant and we're really grateful. But we've got to work so fast to sort things out now. We've got about 10 years to really transform the way in which we 
hate our homes, the way in which we get around, the way in which we eat food, the way in which we grow food. We need to stop destroying the rainforest to grow our food. There's just so many challenges facing us. And absolutely, we need everybody to be up for this. And I think we need people to understand that they're all, they're all going to need to do their bit. But really importantly, we need, excuse me, we need government to, a government to come in and make it easier for people to do it. It's daunting. If you, you, know, if you think you've got to superinsulate your home to make it more energy efficient, it's not very exciting. Really, really important. And it's really quite expensive. We can't ask people to do that without government support. We can't ask people to start driving electric cars without government really ch- trying to support the market to make those cheaper. We also need people to drive cars less. And that, that's going to involve the government coming in and making public transport better for all of us. So you've got an option to live without cars wherever you are in the countryside. And I think really importantly, we need the government to step in and help bring nature back because nature is a part of how we solve the climate crisis. It's, it absorbs carbon and it also helps us endure extreme weather. So if we get big storms, if we get flooding, that's all hugely helped if we've got trees on our hillsides, if we've got marine, the, the coastal ecosystems that can actually really slow the way in which the, the, the sea comes up to the shore. There's all sorts of things that we need, we, we need the government to do and nature should be at the heart of that. Farmers are listening here, of course. Big farming community that we're broadcasting to outside Belfast. How worried should they be when they hear person after person like you, Fanny, on the radio uh, talking the way you're talking? I think there's no doubt. I've done quite a lot of work with farmers myself and I think they're massive allies and they're going to be absolutely critical for what happens next. Um, we need to transform the way that we farm so that nature comes back and so that we are getting more carbon into the soil, so that we are growing more trees, so that we've got more wildlife on farms. All of that is a part of the future we need to build. And there's nobody can do that except the farmers themselves. My experience is that the farming community is starting to really embrace that change. But... We need to make sure that we support them and that, again, this is back to the government, they need to be given subsidies in a way that supports that transformation to a different kind of farming that's much more nature-friendly and much more focused on absorbing carbon. And that's something that we really want the next government to take very, very seriously. And we need, but I, yeah, I, you, know, I, you know, I think one of the challenging things in our issue, can't step away from it, we need to eat less meat. But there's different kinds of meat and grass-fed meat on a you know really a, an, on a farm that's rich with nature and that is absorbing carbon into the soil that's not bad for the planet in any way and i think farmers need to understand that the environment movement doesn't you know we're, we're definitely not in a battle with the farming community we want to support them we want to work with them because they own the land they work with the land and the land is such a crucial part of the solution Countdown to Christmas is on. We don't want to sound like spoiled sports, but we should be maybe casting an eye towards Greta and Spain and the ongoing debate and discussion. Uh, we, we, can't, we can't block this out anymore. No, we can't. And I don't think people want to. I think people have realised they've woken up to this issue. They want to know what, what needs to be done and they want to know what part they can play in it. I think Greta said something really brilliant yesterday. She said she didn't just sail across the Atlantic because she thinks everybody should stop using, you know, petrol right now. What she's stopped, you know, she, she, she's not saying that everybody should suddenly kind of go back to 
to to to sailboats and and kind of the caves what she did it she did it to highlight the fact that we it needs to be made much easier for everybody to be a part of the change that we need and i think that was a really powerful message and that's what governments really need to step up to and the governments that are in spain and that will be coming to the uk next year to glasgow um, to, for the next round of climate negotiations, they've really got, I think they, they can sense the public have woken up and they need to reach out to the public and say, it's okay, we're going to make it easier for you, we're going to support this transition, we're going to create jobs, we're going to make, your, we're going to make streets healthier because there won't be diesel cars anymore, we're going to have trees everywhere, it should be great for people's mental health, we're going to support farmers to be a part of this transition. That's the role of governments, and that's those kind of conversations that are starting to happen at those big international forums. But we know that when the governments come home at the moment, they're not doing enough. And back to the, the, the polling that we've done, I think in the UK we've got a chance to be global leaders because our, the public here, is, and globally, but particularly here, is really saying that they want the government to act. If we act, we can help take the rest of the world with us. And as I say, we've got a really huge opportunity to do that next year when we host the climate conference in Glasgow in November, December next year. It's very much in the spotlight at the moment. Fanny Calder, WWF Director of Campaigns. Thanks for speaking to us this morning, Fanny. Thank you. Total pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you indeed. So your opinions are always uh, very welcome. 02890 Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.